Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop and Metal Shop's Stage Pass. Right now I'm talking with uh, Scott Mellinger from Zayo. Um, this is kind of a nerd out moment for me because I got into metal. So, you know, you might listen to Metal Shop and be like, deicide, you know, impaled Nazarene. This guy must be super satanic. Well, turns out <laughs> I actually got into metal via songs from the penalty box via volume two my mom got it from a christian bookstore and i got into zayo and stretch armstrong and so through that i got into you know more hardcore music more death metal got into extol and then opeth and then so you guys were the gateway man like the beginning and the fact that you guys are still doing it and putting out awesome content um I mean, I don't have even a question to start it off, but just welcome to the show. Hey, man, thank you. Actually, it's funny because like that whole thing, like how our band has progressed. I mean, we're, you know, I'm all about DSIs. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Absolutely, man. And and, okay, so uh, let's just jump right into it, dude. You guys are coming back at Furnace Fest. Is that the first gig back for you guys? Well, we, I think there's going to be shows on our way down cool. to Furnace Fest, but I'm not 100% sure on when routing, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I mean, we're essentially using Furnace Fest as like our kind of ramp back moment, I guess. But yeah, um, but yeah we're, I, I, I'm like so excited. There's just so many good bands on that whole thing. Like I don't even, it's like too much. I'm like overwhelmed that it's happening. <laughs> it, it's cool because there's like newer bands, but then there's like bands mm-hmm. reuniting and there's bands like, you know, but there's everyone from, 
you know, under oath to terror to, mm-hmm. you know, 18 visions to Zayo. So it's just, yep. it's, it's going to be really cool. Um, did you guys play the original furnace fests? Yeah, we actually did. I believe we did two out of the four. Okay. Um, but I remember, oh yeah, we, I'm pretty sure we played like the first two furnace fests nice. and, um, and I, they were just so cool. Cause like the guys that, uh, started it and kind of run it. Um, I mean, we've been friends with and like kind of call like business colleagues too. Cause, uh, Chad, uh, Johnson worked at tooth and nail and solid state when we were there. Mm-hmm. So like Ryan and all the guys that have done furnace fest originally, um, we were friends with prior to furnace fest. And then when they did furnace fest, like, it's kind of funny because Chad's done so many different things. It's weird that he's really known for like this kind of furnace fest thing, yeah. but that guy's been involved in so much that we've been involved in kind of. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it's like, I, I, just to be, when they contacted us and I mean, when he told me that they were even doing another furnace fest, I was blown away. And so kind of like excited about it. And then he, they, gave us our offer and we didn't hesitate, man. Yeah. We, we were super excited. So for anyone listening, that's like, what are they talking about? Furnace Fest? What is this? It is, uh, from what I understand, like it is actually like around a big, huge furnace oh, like, yeah. on the fairgrounds kind of area. Like it must mm-hmm. be hot as hell. Yeah. It's, they have them like where they actually have bands play. I don't even know if that thing's like in use anymore, Okay, but it's like, you're far enough away from all that kind of stuff anyway, but it is damn creepy. Like it looks just imagine like an, like a nightmare in Elm street movie. Like at night you walk around that stuff. It's pretty awesome looking. Um, but, uh, but I mean, you know, Alabama is going to be hot even in September. So yeah, (laughs) Absolutely, man. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the new album. I've been digging it a lot. And um, awesome. it's called The Crimson Corridor. It's out mm-hmm. now. You can get it. Um, actually, I think vinyl is sold out, uh, at, at least yeah. on your band camp. Yeah, at the moment, we are going to be in a uh, second pressing of it. And I okay. think we're going to do some limited edition colors on the second press, too. Uh, but yeah, that first pressing went, went pretty fast. We were yeah, totally blown away. It's so. a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, but you can get, pick it up on CD, digital download. You can stream it, all that. Um, you can, uh, so t- I, w- I was curious, um, was there any, like any chance that you guys were like, okay, let's hold off till we can play shows. Like, should we, should we release this album during a pandemic? Was there any question about that? And then also, you know, you've released a lot of albums with the band over the years. What's it like to release an album during a worldwide cluster? Wow. That's a good question. (laughs) So we unfortunately did hold it back. Like we originally wanted the record to come out in 2020. It was going to come out probably in August, I think Mm -hmm. is when we, because our drummer, Jeff gets a lot of that stuff. I mean, he's the man that dude does so much work behind the scenes, but um, his, I think projected earlier date was like in 2020, August or so. And then with all this stuff happening, just Mm -hmm. like, most bands we were like ah do we want to release a record when yep. we're not even going to be able to promote it i mean zeo doesn't tour tour but we do play a lot play as much as we can so we wanted to be able to do shows around it and we got to the point where we sat on it and this was even before you know we found out that shows were going to start happening again yep. we we decided like 
December of 2020 that, Hey, we got it done, whatever, man, we'll just let the, let the cards fall and we'll put it out in April. And if shows happen, cool. And if they don't, we just want to get this thing out because we want yeah. people to hear it. Cause we're excited. So, um, so it really didn't come into play too much that we were worried about shows coming back. And luckily, you know, weirdly, uh, the, the universe kind of comes in your, yeah. it helps you out there, but looks like shows are going to start happening here sooner than we thought. So thanks to science, modern science yeah. coming in at the end. Yeah. So nice that people actually pay attention to science, but so yeah, it worked out great. And we're going to furnace fest is going to be kind of like the introduction to, to what we're doing. We're going to play some of this new stuff and some old stuff, everything, but we're really, really stoked to see how people react to the new stuff live. And yeah, can't wait. You know, I kind of, you know, I kind of answered my own question uh, when I was thinking about it, uh, when you were, you were saying that because I was like, okay, so what's it like to release an album in this? But uh, then I realized, oh, wait, they already sold out of their vinyl. So it must be okay. You know? (laughs) Well, yeah, it's, it is funny to think about because I think there's such a, what I'm hoping I mean, I don't know, you know, because you just don't know how the human element is. But like, what I'm hoping is that people, when you have something like this taken away from you, you, you know, appreciate all this. So like, hopefully, when shows come back, they're going to be full of people. Like, they're you know, as long as it's safe, obviously, but they're going to be well attended. You know, clubs that like were on the verge of bankruptcy, hopefully, will be able to hold on until these shows happen, and then they'll just you know, have the best year in 2022, the end of 2021, which is, that's what I'm hoping. Um, and we, we saw it. I mean, we put the record out um, yeah. and we were lucky enough that people were into it as much as they were, but it did do, you know, really well for what yeah. we, we expected. So I think that there's, there's a need for like art and yeah. people, you know, especially with what, like you just said, when you're going through this kind of horse for a year, um, just what that, you know, the isolation of it, like all that stuff. I think that the people hopefully will appreciate the arts and get out there and, and, you know, help them keep going. So, you know, you, you were just mentioning like the need for art, the need for that kind of stuff. Like, let's just say, um, and it's not hard to imagine you're having a rough day, you know, within the middle of the pandemic, political craziness going on. The world is, you know, on fire when you turn the news on, is there an album that you can go back to, you know, um, and this is maybe something of all time, whether it be Ooh. something extremely chaotic or calming or anything, just an album you can go back to, to like recenter yourself or get your aggression out either way, just something you can go back to and is like a, a solid foundation for you. I mean, there's always going to be records that, I mean, I'm a big, like, I love heavy stuff, but mm-hmm. I do really like some calm stuff. So I'm a big tears for fears fan. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Like I can listen to that that'll call me, but, um, no, I'll like through silver and blood neurosis is probably a record I go to when I want to get some angst out. Yeah. Um, honestly too, like I've been a big fan of this band called Yob for a while. Yeah. Uh, they're out of, they're out yep. of, yeah. Love right them. near and, our um, neck of the woods. Yep. Yeah, dude. It's sleep too. I see that. So that's yeah. awesome. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Yob and that our raw heart record that came out has been a really helpful record for me in this whole pandemic thing. Like, knowing that Mike, the singer, um, went through what he went through and, oh, yeah. and luckily came out of it, you know, came out of it strong. So it's a very inspirational band to listen to. So, so one thing that I uh, think is really rad is that um, you guys are a band that has, you know, sustained for so long 
um, you know, whether it be, you know, different a lot, like member changes and whatever, but, mm-hmm. you know, the, the solid core of Zayo's there. And you guys have been on some big labels, been on Ferret Records, you've been on Solid State, which was like where you, where I first found out about you guys. And now, mm-hmm. uh, from what I understand, you guys are doing it yourselves. Is that right? Yeah, so actually. Putting them out yourself, which is cool. Yep. Yeah, we self-release everything. Um, I think we just saw the turning point. Not that labels, I mean, there's a lot of people that might just assume, oh, well, we hate labels. It's not really that. Like, I, I, you know, a lot of bands get on labels and there's a lot of complaints. And sure, the the finances are always kind of whatever they're going to be. But there's a lot, like when we were on Ferret, I've talked about this before, um, you know, we didn't make a ton of money from Ferret, but, but neither did the guys that own ferret you know like you you have to put up a lot of money for a band to get them seen and and put in front of faces so these guys you know did everything that they could even i mean solid state too like both labels without those labels our band does not become what it is and doesn't exist how it does so we owe them you know a ton and um but we just felt like well look the way all of this stuff is moving you know we have a good core fan base that follows us. And we, we keep up an eye on our like insights and all the different socials. So yeah. we see like all the engagement. So we have pretty high engagement. We're like, well, what? Look, if we, if we engage, we stay present. We always are on there to talk to people. We feel like, well, if we, if we released our own records, if we could figure out a way to come up with the finances of recording price, like yeah. costs and, and all that kind of stuff and the manufacturing costs, then maybe we could do this and just, kind of have everything in house and, and not have to ha- answer to anybody. Um, and so far we've been very uh, conservative with how we do like our stuff, mm-hmm. spending money. Um, and we have no high expectation. We kind of like just have an idea of what we think we could do and what we could sell. And we make sure not to over press, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, what if we, it, we're not going to go out and press 10,000 records cause you're yeah. not going to sell 10,000 records. So you come up with a good price point and make it comfortable and fair for everybody. And it's yeah. been working out. I, I th- honestly, I think it's just, you got to be re- like realistic and reasonable. You guys luckily are at the point where, you know, you bet you have such a, a rabid fan base for one, but also you have a name and, and, and the uh, credibility within the music scene. And mm-hmm. so people, the eyes are already on you. So maybe if you were just starting out, it wouldn't be as easy to do it. But you guys have absolutely you guys have this where you can do it direct to listener, you know, direct yeah. to consumer. I hate to say this word consumer because it's like a, it is. a dirty word, but it is. It's that's no, you're an independent yeah. business and it's direct to consumer, and that's really rad. So I congratulate yeah. you on that. Well, thank you. And like I said earlier, I mean, honestly, without those two labels busting their asses for us, like we yeah. wouldn't have that ability to do what we do now. Like we totally understand that. We understand that all along the way that this band has existed. I mean, we always give every prop we can to like the original members of the band, mm-hmm. everybody, like all of those pieces needed to be there and to push the band to where we get to do what we do now. So yeah, solid state and ferret are always going to be, we're indebted to them for what they've done for us. Yeah. And now we have the ability, like you said, you do, if you have a good core fan base that you actually pay attention to and like, yeah, I mean, but you can do it. So um, I, I had a question. So just um, it, it, within the last few years, you guys have been pretty active, put it out a couple records. Um, 
but uh, there was a, a bit of a lull there. Were you guys broken up or were you guys just, just kind of inactive for a few years? Were... Yeah, we were basically, so 2000, let's see, our the last record we did, well, actually, we did a record called Fears What Keeps Us Here that yes, was out I on Ferret. Yep. Okay, so that came out in like 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. And we, up to that point, have been a band since whatever i mean i've been in the band since 1998 so yep. like we were pretty much touring non-stop up until that 2006 period um people left all this kind of stuff but we just i think 2006 hit and the band was doing fine but we were all just super burnt out and we were like yeah. look we're gonna just we have to take a break so we unfor- we took that break but unfortunately that break turned into like a big just kind of like stop mm-hmm. uh we always felt like hey we're gonna come back to this but like just as time progressed, things just, we just didn't, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, then 2009, we did a, another, we had what, uh, like, a we were out of our contract with ferret, but mm-hmm. we had such a good relationship with them that we were like, well, Hey, we, we have some songs. If you guys want to put the record out, we'll just do a really like easy, no, you know, crazy deal. Just make it real simple. Yeah um not take a ton of money just like try to save as much as we can and put it out so they put a wake out in 2009 mm-hmm. and then after 2009 we kept writing but it was just that people were kind of dealing with their lives like i yeah. married with i have a daughter awesome. um everybody in the like me dan and jeff all have kids so yeah. um we just kind of lived that thing for a while yep. and then 2016 hits well actually no it was like 2014 15 and i was like jeff i got a bunch of tunes let's uh yeah i'm gonna send them to you let's mess around so and then that was really the start and the catalyst for like us to to get moving and i think all of us now the five of us that are in the band are really like focused and really ready to to move with with everything and and i don't think we're gonna have one of those stoppages for a long time until we're too old or whatever but who knows but yeah, I think we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to be keeping, we're, we're writing now. Crimson Quarter came out. We still have, mm-hmm. we're still writing for the next one. I mean, we're always kind of thinking ahead. So we're like two years ahead of where we're at. It's cool that you guys gave yourselves that space to maybe not be as dramatic as like having to force yourselves to just continue to grind mm-hmm. it out. Cause then maybe it would have been a more dramatic breakup, you know, if you would have just continued to just force it and force it. And you said yourself, you guys are kind of burnt out on it. So it's nice. Yeah. You guys were able to give yourselves that room to have family, to pursue jobs, to do, to live life and then come back as you know, things start to feel better. I guess. Yeah. Or, no, know. no, that's, I think a lot of bands, like, you know, I, I would assume if, I mean, Zayo was never like our main financial uh, thing. Like all of sure. us, we, we always have had jobs while we're doing the band, but the band's always been great. You know, and we, we are so appreciative of anything because honestly to make, make any money playing music is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, it was never like our main thing. But so it probably wasn't like, I'm, you know, I'm sure the bands that when they're making thou- like you know, whatever thousands and thousands of dollars for the, for the year, and like that's their job, it'll be a lot harder to walk away from it. And then what ends up happening is a lot of those bands probably do get burnout even worse. And there's mm-hmm. like bad 
just horrible breakups and no friendships end. And luckily for us, we were able to be like, Hey, we're going to take a break. And it's really, it's really cool. It's really refreshing. And now we're like, everything we do, everybody has to be in and like the whole relationship and the dynamic in the band works really well. Everybody's excited and refreshed and we don't do anything that's going to like burn us out because you kind of like live through that. We're also older, so we can't be doing anything too crazy, but, but, um, yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think that break really does refocus your your attention, you know. And and you know, you guys are you guys have a unique blend of like hardcore and metal that is just so passionate uh, that I think it would be really hard to fake if you were burnt out and you just tried to force through it and you weren't into it. The fans, the listeners, the Zayo heads, they would just be like, "Oh, this is not They're what it is," it you know. Yep. So it's. You know, you guys came back with it though, with the new one, um, and and um, yeah, it's it's awesome record. But I I was curious. You you mentioned you have a daughter. What mm-hmm. does she think of dad's crazy music? Well, she kind of, I mean, she does sort of give me. She makes fun of it a little bit because it is <laughs> kind of funny to her. But she actually played on the new record. So okay. So she this is the first time she's like it's cool to her that she played on our record because she does she's been playing she plays violin she's played for four years wow and uh there's a part on the last uh there's like the the last song that's like that 10 minute crazy one Mm -hmm. uh there there is a section of that song where she has a violin playing while i'm playing so it's really cool because it's like just me and her kind of playing together yeah um but so she's yeah. Now that she's done the violin part for the for the record, she's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> Put give her some points on that record, right? So some that's some, right. Some some publishing, right? She'll get some. Yeah. So <laughs> that's I, I was joking to our engineer Dave, and I was like, you know what would be amazing if this record actually did good enough to like get a Grammy nomination and like my first Grammy, and my daughter gets one because she's on the record and it like took me right there's like 25 years and she just played violin and she gets one too <laughs> cross your fingers cross your fingers um yeah i know that's not uh okay so i'm let's go a little bit uh, i'm sure you've covered this in other interviews but you're a music head so i'm sure you'd love mm-hmm. to talk about music um sure what are the bands that inspired you to pick up a guitar oh man well First and foremost, uh, I started playing guitar because my grandfather played and cool. he would play, you know, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson. Those he was way into like kind of like that older outlaw country stuff. So Johnny Cash was always played in my house, and that was something that like touched me as a younger kid to yeah. like actually listen. Oh, this is what is this? All oh, this is music. Okay. Um, but I mean, I credit Master of Puppets Metallica for the reason I play guitar, yeah. honestly. I think when I heard that as like a 12 year old, it blew my brains out and I just wanted to play that kind of stuff. And, oh, that, so that record is the reason I even play, play, play metal, I guess, but, but yeah. Well, what got you further down the, down like the whole of like, um, you know, underground stuff? What, what was your gateway to like the underground scene? So I think what happened for me was like, I, I definitely got into Metallica first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that like kind of opened up the door. I think the Sepultura was like the next heavy Hell yeah. step for me. And then after that is when I got into all the Florida death metal stuff. So like, cool. I, I loved Cannibal Corpse and Morbid Angel and all those bands, uh, Deicide. Yeah. Um, I got into that kind of stuff. 
uh, suffocation, like, yeah. oh God, that suffocation curse from within record was yes. like so huge. Thrones oh, of it. blood. Yeah. It's so good. So like I got into that stuff. Um, and then I kind of moved into like more of this, like, I don't know what you would want to call it, but I, I don't know if, I don't think it's necessarily like that I wanted to slow down because I don't think it is, but like, you, I, I love that, that super violent, heavy, fast stuff. But now like, the whole dooms thing is just so I'm just so into it. So like yeah. sleep and I mean, I got Caius was first and yeah. sleep and you know, all this kind of like that, like neurosis. I mean, yeah. I, I, I guess you can call them a doom band. They're kind of weird, but yeah. Um, but yeah, like so neurosis was a big influence on, on even like on the first AO record I played on Liberate that mm-hmm. one, you know, I listened to, through silver and blood pretty heavily for that stuff so but yeah now like i love all that doom stuff like yeah. that new almond have you listened to almond raw yet that band dude they from, just made the cover oh of decibel God. are you kidding me that that yeah, band's they, just insane They're i so, couldn't believe it so i get good. the decibel magazine in the mail and there's almond oh, yeah. raw on the cover yeah yeah i love that congratulations that band man. that band's so good them but i mean i always too like being in the scene we were in like Mm-hmm. you know converge cave in every time i die all those bands i've loved all that stuff i mean we played with them i mean all those bands we've played shows with uh every time i die we did like two tours with dillinger escape plan yep. did a couple tours with them um so like all that stuff i totally fell in love with um but yeah like the doom stuff now is what like me and dan and jeff really like kind of get in the doom which is i think kind of showing where our where zay is kind of moving <laughs> But could we ever expect like a like a dope smoker style Zayo song? Like a yes. doom. Yes. Zayo. Yeah, I think I think I think there's probably gonna be the the, the next few th- records or like seven inches or whatever we're gonna do. Like I think you're gonna see we're never like Zayo's always gonna have you know those burner like just for sure crazy. Like I'm never probably gonna stop because I love violent heavy music. But I think you're going to hear um, a lot more of that, like kind of stoner, like doom influence in some of this newer stuff. Zayo hit the bong, man. What That's happened? right. That's right. I know, That's... dude. Just it needs to be legal everywhere. PA is almost there. Really? Yeah. Okay. P- so, like, we have a couple. There's a, a guy running for Senate now, uh, Fetterman, that has been trying to like yeah. push it, but like, I do, I just don't get it. People just make it legal. Why does it matter? So Seattle stupid. is uh, quite legal. So yeah. You ever like, come out here? Dude, I think New York, like even New York decriminalized. Yep. Yep. There's like In a New bunch Jersey. of States around. Yep. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of States that are decriminalizing it. Like, dude, just come on. It's a plant. <laughs> so going back to uh, you joining Zayo, that must've been a pretty awesome time. Like, what was that like for you? to join this already kind of cult sensation underground band. Like, were you guys, were you friends with them already? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. The bands. Yeah. The band, I played in a ton of different bands earlier in my like start, uh, like even high school bands. And like those bands eventually formed into this one thing called creationist crucifixion Yeah, that would tour a lot. And um, so even though creation was like pretty anti-religious band, like we played with Zayo and stuff. Sure. It was never, back then it wasn't you know everybody kind of played together and yeah it didn't really get 
whatever. But so I knew the Zao before even like Dan and Russ and, and Brett joined it. Um, and then when those dudes joined, I have been friends with Russ since like ninth grade. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew, and I knew Dan and Russ's band and Brett's band prior to like them joining Zao. So like we've all been pretty close friends, which I think is funny because we talk about like how Marty and Jeff are kind of the new guys in Zao now. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, Marty, I knew Marty in ninth grade. I knew Marty when I first started playing in bands in high school, I knew Jeff. Cause I mean, those guys were in bands that were like there were a certain amount of whatever, like all these different high schools in in Greensburg area where we all live and all those dudes. Like I've known, I've known Jeff and Marty longer than I knew anybody else in Zayo. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, we, we were just all friends. So when those dudes joined the band, um, I saw like, blood and fire definitely at like when, 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 when Russ and Dan and Brett did it with Jesse, I, I don't know. We still had to like kind of work. I remember like when I got in to the band, we were still playing shows that weren't super big, but they were definitely like, you could tell um, when I joined that it was like, this is like a real thing because there were at least enough people that it legitimized it to the point where like, Oh my God, we made like 150 bucks, you Mm -hmm. know, like as a band where like you tour before that you make, you'd maybe lose money. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so when I joined with uh, with them, there were a bunch of festivals that Zaya would play that were always big. Like we always were able to get on like the the cornerstones and the yep. crazy fests and stuff like that. Hellfest they did a couple years, um, and and but we saw like a gradual move. Just it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, you know, I when I got in with Liberate, Liberate, luckily people liked it. Like we were definitely concerned because just like prior to them when blood and fire came out, everybody was worried that blood and fire wouldn't be whatever. And it ended up being better. And Liberate came out and people seemed to dig that as much as anything else that, yeah. that the band was doing. But I mean, we still had Dan and Ross and I, I, I will always say this. I think no matter what Zayo does, as long as Dan is, is part of the equation, I really don't ever worry because I think, you know, to me, Dan's lyrical content and his, he has such a distinct sound to his voice that like, oh, yeah. I do think that the band has a sound, but Dan's kind of what makes it. So as long as Dan's there, I'm, uh, we're, we're in good shape. Just the shredding vocal yeah. <laughs> cord, just gnarly. Absolutely, man. So. I don't know how that dude still does it. He, like being in his forties, we're all in our forties now. I don't know how he does it, but he sounds, man, he sounds so good still. So. So I had a theory when, when uh, that I and I don't want to, um, you know, do a spoiler here or anything or like break kayfabe <laughs> in wrestling terms. But I always had a theory that you guys must have really liked Heartwork by Carcass because his voice oh, changed. His <laughs> voice just it went full Carcass, and I was like, this is the sickest thing. Like, because it from Splinter Shards to. Uh, what was that? Blood and fire. Yep. It, it went, it, it was way night and day and I loved it. Oh yeah. Is that true? Yep. Well, so there were bands in our area, like, cause there was a really awesome hardcore, actually like a metal core scene. This is prior to there actually even being metal core, but like sure. there were a ton of bands that came from our area that were playing that infusion of like really metal. Mm-hmm. at diy hardcore shows yeah. so 
And a lot of those bands, the the vocal style was kind of that shreddy, like carcassy vocal. Now yeah. we were all like, a, dude, carcass is insane. Like, the, yeah, the huge fans of carcass. Um, and I I wouldn't be surprised if like, I don't. I mean, Dan has never said carcass was where he actually he quote he quoted Iron Monkey as the band that cool. he listened to that okay. had that kind of shreddy vocal. But yeah. but hands down, carcass was one of all of our like bands that we liked so yeah. much and um and like these local bands that like yeah, there's a band called abnegation a band called uh passover mm-hmm. um those bands had that sort of vocal style too so like we were very influenced by that and definitely influenced by all that great metal all that all that hard work record damn it it's so good how crazy is it that like you know we're 2021 and now there's like it there's almost like a throwback um, there's like bands that are like citing disembodied as like their main influence and like oh yeah kind of coming back and like doing a like a 90s metalcore worship like isn't that mm-hmm. kind of wild how that is now a thing again it's rad it's so weird and i'm glad they're using disembodied as the band because yeah. i love disembodied or like um, prayer for cleansing or undying yeah, like, all that kind of stuff all, it is it, it's definitely strange to me to see how that cycle works uh-huh. um but i it's always like i i think I don't, I don't know how it happens but like all like these type of bands like like the disembodied all these bands they come out they're awesome and then somehow people forget how awesome mm-hmm. they are and then like it always ends up being like the people remember how awesome they are yeah. and Luckily, I think too, like there's something to be said for like authenticity and in, in stuff. So I think the metalcore scene definitely got to the point where like hair metal, like humor to me, like there were, there's some, some metalcore bands that just make me kind of laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so like to see it kind of progress to the bands that like got way involved in the way they looked mm-hmm. and like now, like. It's so because when I hear the term metalcore, I don't think of like singing little choruses and like big heavy verses. Like yeah. to me, like disembodied and like dead guy and that kind yeah. of was metalcore. So um, it is weird to me. And I just saw dead guys playing again. How yeah. crazy is that? So, that decibel fest. Yeah. That decibel. Are you so, are you gonna go to that? You're, it's right in your area, dude. I'm like I'm I might, but we're like we get mad every year because. Uh, decibel's been awesome to Zaya. Like yeah. we've done, they've done a lot. Like every record we put out there you know uh our, jeff's actually pretty close contact with albert and all the okay. dudes over there so like uh decibel is one of our go-tos like as long as decibels like happy with what we do yeah. like we're we know we're in good hands mm-hmm. and dude every year they do that fest and they never ask us because we're all like god damn it and, and like all of us are like psycho beer dudes yeah so, like we actually have done like two or three beer collabs and we just sent them one of the last beer collabs that they did a review on and we're like we're gonna send them a beer maybe they'll get us something nope never they never do they never ask us wow but uh, yeah i i don't care it doesn't like i i support decibel forever because they have been so one of the like one of the best magazines to help us i mean they they definitely we owe them a debt of gratitude for everything they've done so one of the last, uh, one of the last real like bastions of like underground like yeah. print media. Yep. Yep. So yeah, they cool. they really are. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm I'm, if you were and say we're coming back and it's not Furnace Fest but it's it's your fest. So we're coming mm-hmm. back and it's Scott Fest and 
and you can book five bands for Zayo to play with. What are we looking at? And this could be bands that have broken up, bands that have had passed on members, you know, like Death. Say Chuck, you could resurrect Chuck from the dead. Uh, You know, you could have Dio on if you want. All time, what is Scott Fest? Five other bands Uh, and Zayo. God, this is that's going to be so hard. And I am throwing this at you out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, if we're if you're throwing. I, okay, so we can bring people back from that. Okay, so I would probably play one band would probably be like, you know, Paranoid Era, Black Sabbath. Killer. Um, Master of Puppets Era, Metallica. Yeah. Oh, man, this is so tough. Um, geez, I would probably do... I'd probably have to throw through Silver and Blood Neurosis. Nice. Era. I, got, I have two more. Oh, this is so tough. Um, this is going to be totally out of the blue. Yeah. But I would probably throw in... Uh, what era? How it feels to be something on Sunny Day Real Estate era. Amazing band. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And... Oh... I don't know who that last one would be. It'd be that's tough. Honestly, I'd have to probably say Dillinger because, like, cool. dude, yeah. the Dillinger was one of my our favorite bands to tour with. I saw so, you I guys mean, at the Showbox with Dillinger. That was a killer. Yeah. Oh, we like we just we. I mean, we still like. I don't talk to Ben too much, but like Greg and and like we talked. Me and Dan are pretty regularly talk to Liam. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that band. I don't know. There's just something special about them for us because. A couple of the tours we've done and i really do feel like you know how everybody's like oh well you get on this tour this is going to really make your band well no tour does that really yeah. but like i th- i think touring with dillinger like legitimately put us in front of people that we would have never been in front of and yeah. helped help zayo kind of legitimize itself so and then zayo headlines the fest over can't metallica do it. yeah i can't over- do that but <laughs> as the people go to their uh, go to their cars right yeah once yeah once it's all done then we'll play talking about tours that are huge i remember zayo coming through seattle with this imagine this lineup in 2021 okay coheed unearth under oath and shy halud and how crazy is it that we were the headliner <laughs> Like, how nuts does that sound? And that was like yeah, right as like the beginning of like the real big wave of like popular metalcore and like and all of that was like under under oath hadn't really popped yet. Mm-hmm. Coheed was like on their first record, and like you said, you guys headlined. So that's a yeah, sign, we headlined. You know? How yeah, messed so up is that? Three and years that was... later, Coheed probably would have been the headliner or something, but easily. Whatever. Well, yeah. look at Coheed. I mean, that, that's actually right when. So that's always crazy to me because when Coheed played a, a couple of the dates with us, it was like right when they were in their like struggle phase where they were like mm-hmm. almost broken up, like breaking up. So um, I, I just, I think about that all the time. Like, man, those dudes like were on the verge of breaking their band up and then look at what happened to them. I saw them open like, for just, Iron Maiden, dude. So yeah, like <laughs> they're like, they are monster huge. Like yeah, to they're the like point a stadium where, rock band. Yeah. 
And we, we actually, there was this really cool festival a couple years ago. Uh, there was a, a club that we've always played in, in uh, Southern California called Chain Reaction. Yep. Uh, so they did a thing called Chain Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it was, I, I forget what club they actually put it in because it was, they ended up being, making it pretty big. Observatory, but, maybe? Yes, that's it. Thank you. Uh, and Circus Survive and Coheed were the headliners. Cool. And I remember, like me, I was talking to Jeff. I was like, yeah, I remember when these that dudes like opened. Remember when they were like going to break up and like they didn't even talk to us. And I was like, I kind of want to be like, yeah, we played in a, he- uh, you know, we headlined every you want. Yeah. But, but no, like how crazy is it to think, man, bands, you just never know. You yeah. don't know. Like you could be one, one year, you could be on the verge of breaking up opening for a band like us and then like two years three years removed you're headlining doing huge freaking stadiums so yeah it's that's oh man yeah absolutely dude so i just wanted to bring up that fa- that tour just as like a sh- uh, a time like capsule as to like how crazy mm-hmm. that was um you know i don't want to take up uh, all your time here but we do have I do want to once again mention the Crimson Corridor is available now. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I ask you the last question, what is the sure. best way that we can support you guys? Um, you know, no one's officially touring quite, quite just yet. Uh, what's mm-hmm. the best way that we can support you guys if we dig the music? I honestly like anything's helpful but i mean if you want to purchase the record that's the best way and we if you just go through Bandcamp, our Bandcamp is like our, our like easily what helps i think Bandcamp's one of Bandcamp the best kicks ass, places yeah because yeah, yeah. like i mean they do the fridays where like they take no percentage yep. um there's just so many cool things that Bandcamp does for your band so um if you want to support and you feel like you want to buy something go on there um but honestly man like people just just tweeting about it or like yep. Instagramming about it. They don't even have to buy anything. If they're like, Hey, we listen to this video record and we like it, you yeah. know, dude, all that stuff. We're just so happy that people care. So awesome. Well, Scott, last question for you. We asked this for mm-hmm. everyone. Um, you know, you've had quite the life touring the world and you're a dad now, but it comes down to scars, pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar. And show us Ooh, if you can. Wow. That's pretty awesome. So I have a couple and none of them are band related. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but let me see. So I don't even know if you'll be able to see it anymore. But one, the scar on me, that's like the craziest in there. I don't think you're going to be able to see it. There's one on my face. Oh, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Right there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It looks like a little so, divot. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I was a BMXer like when I was younger. Okay. I love riding bikes. And we, for some reason, there was this whole like cool fad where you took your damn hand grips off your bike and just rode on the metal right whoa yeah it was super stupid (laughs) and i got into a pretty crazy like smash up with another dude okay and i somehow and i don't because i blacked out but i flipped up and i came down the bike went like this and i the hand like the, the metal tubing of the handlebars like almost took my eyeball out but how so lucky, that one how lucky you oh, were dude, that it didn't it's just a few inches up like it could have because they even like i there was a it scraped the bone a little bit but it didn't break anything and it just ripped ripped open this yeah and he and it like went this way instead of this way if it would have went this way um no eye here so yeah that sucked 
<laughs> but it's uh, yeah, I got that thing. So did you keep is. riding BMX after that? Uh I put the hand grips on. Okay. <laughs> uh and then yeah, I kept I kept riding, but I okay. never ever took those man, those rubber guys were on there forever. I hear you. Damn, dude. All right. Well, that's a gnarly story. Uh yeah. I like it. Right on, man. Okay. So again, Scott Mellinger from Zayo, new album, The Crimson Corridor. Any words for uh, the Seattle and Metal Shop audience before we go? Just thank you for listening to anything we do. And yeah. I like Seattle is one of our favorite places and it kills me that it's so far from yeah. us because we want to play so bad. But I think in 2022, we have some plans to get out on the West Coast and actually get oh, yeah. up to, to that. So yeah, we love it up there. Right on, man. We'll stay. And safe. dude, you guys like oh. we're all Twin Peaks fans. Twin, oh. we're nuts. So like you guys, yeah, like we got to we 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 keep talking about it. We got to get back up there so we can go and do the whole Twin Peaks thing. So. Yeah, when you come up here, my roommate actually he was a uh, he worked on the set of the Twin Peaks remake. Um, oh man, yeah. He said David Lynch was a, a really cool guy to work with. Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, he seems like he seems like he would be cool. Like definitely like weird, but like I, I think it would be awesome if you, you know what you're doing. So once you get here, um, I'm gonna email you and we're all gonna go to Tweed's Cafe and get a a piece of uh damn fine piece of pie. I love it. And, and a damn nice cup of coffee. Fine coffee. Yes. Exactly. I love it. Right on, man. <laughs> all right, dude. Stay right, safe. Dude. And you I'll too, talk man. to you Thank later. You. Thank awesome. you. Thanks so much. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.